Welcome to Housing Developments. This is Jim Tobin. And this is not Jerry Howard. Yeah, Paul. Uh, this is Paul Lopez is sitting in today for, for Jerry Howard. So excited to have you on the broadcast. Thank you. I kind of like the Jerry's seat. I, I, I'm, I, I can get used to this. It's big. It's very thronish. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, It's got a lot of velvet and gold swirls on it. But yeah, no, it's uh, comfy. The swords intimidate me, though. Yeah. That's the thing, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, well, welcome to the to the podcast. No, I appreciate. It. I like being on the front side of this. This is kind of fun. Usually, yeah. I'm on the back I'm on That's the back right. side. Um, so, so, Jim, let's let's just get into this because we, we've got a lot of information here and a lot of important information. Um, you've been trying desperately to get a meeting with the Secretary of Commerce. Yeah. Um, and you finally did. So tell me what happened. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the last last couple of editions of the podcast have really been about uh, forest products companies uh, dealing with talking with with two uh, two mill operators, one from from Maine, the other one from from Oregon. Those have been really fun. Uh, and in the midst of that, of course, we had the, the, the bombshell announcement of the of the a preliminary determination by the Commerce Department to raise double, in fact, uh, the tariffs on Canadian softwood lumber, um, which uh, was uh, not well received by us, as you would imagine, considering that we had been talking routinely with the White House and the Commerce Department about actually lowering the tariffs temporarily during the supply crisis and, and, uh, and lumber crisis. Uh, the offshoot of that was, uh, in my mind, you know, a, a little... Um, a little bit of egg on the face of the White House and the Commerce Department because uh, th- those determinations are made by career folks in the ba- in the basement of the of the Commerce Department, not necessarily the politicals who we've been dealing with, and that really uh, highlighted the issue for them that they need to step in and really accelerate uh, the attention that they're paying to the lumber issue. Well, I mean, we reacted within. Hours, hours, right? hours. Yes, I mean, that, that was the impressive part of on, yes. on everyone's side on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, and, and and thanks to to your team for for cranking out a, a tersely worded uh, and tersely. It may have been one of the the harshest statements. I mean, calling into question the commitment by the administration for housing and, and solving the lumber crisis. Uh, it did. It, it went noticed, uh, as they say, by the uh, by the administration. And, and over the course of a week, we had Secretary Raimondo get on the phone. Uh, with Jerry Howard on a Saturday. Uh, the White House staff talked to me as well, uh, very apologetic, understanding that the timing was really, really poor. Um, but what the offshoot was is that uh, we held a, a meeting with uh, our officer team led by Chuck Falk uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, with the Secretary of Commerce. And you know, from our perspective, it struck all the right tones. She uh, clearly understands the issue. Uh, and now we're gonna, you know, we're, we've accelerated into trying to solve this crisis. So, so tell me what, and I know you know you can only say so much, but I mean, what, what came out of that meeting, and are you more optimistic now, or you know, how, what, what's the feeling, what's the tone? Right yeah, now? I'm, 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 I'm optimistic about about what what the government's going to try to do to this. And again, you know, we've I've talked to many members who believe the government needs to step in. Uh, I've talked to many members who say the government needs to make sure they're staying out of this. Uh, and and I get it, but this is one of those issues where. It's it's so dire. Either either housing is going to come to a crashing halt because the lumber producers aren't going to meet demand, uh, or what our hope is, and what I think with the offshoot of that meeting is that we're going to find the government leaning hard into the suppliers to to in- increase their their supply to make sure that they don't crush housing. Uh, but but to answer your question about what the Raimondo meeting or Secretary Raimondo, I should say, the meeting, uh, the offshoot was clearly they understand the implications of the lumber crisis. Clearly they understand that the domestic supply is not meeting the moment of demand. Uh, some real questions about if you watch the tea leaves over the last couple of years, d- despite the COVID slowdown uh, a year ago, 
interest rates were low, housing demand was high, builders were starting to heat up, and yet the domestic timber producers, sorry, the domestic lumber producers didn't rise to meet the moment, to actually borrow a phrase that Joe Biden used a lot about in, in the last year or so. Um, and so we're, we're left in this crunch right now. Um, you know, we're still importing, you know, 30% of our lumber from Canada, never mind these, the potential for these new tariffs. Um, but, but she really raised some questions about, you know, why the industry hasn't ramped up. And then finally, I think the thing that we've been calling for for months now, and that has been a summit, call, having the Commerce Department and the administration called together a summit soup to nuts from the loggers to the consumers, from, you know, all the way through the mills, uh, the retailers, the wholesalers, the distributors, home builders, even some of the chemical companies that, that, that provide, you know, resins for paints. Uh, resins for OSB, we know that price is through the roof, but but really a soup to nuts uh, a studying and convening of the supply chain, not just lumber, but of all building materials as well. I was surprised at how, you know, she just right from the beginning said, I get your point. You, you guys have made excellent points. I agree with almost everything yeah. you've said. Let's move forward. That's yeah. really, I, I was shocked by that. Yeah, uh, she, she's uh, in, in, you know, our friends in Rhode Island, uh, the, the members who know her well enough, uh, they've done a great job of kind of giving us insight into dealing with, with, with Secretary Raimondo, but she is, she is a, she's a data hawk um, and, and she was taking copious notes uh, during the meeting, which, which always impresses me. And, and, I, and I think she really wants to solve this problem. I think it confronts her and the ability for her as the Department of Commerce the head of Department of Commerce to accelerate American business into the recovery, and if and they know it's you know fifteen or seventeen percent of U.S. GDP, if housing starts to falter, the rest of the economy is going to fall behind it. So uh, there's there's a there's a you know parochial interest of doing the right thing, uh, but also also she likes home builders. She's got a great relationship with our Rhode Island members. She knows the value of housing and knows that lumber is really a, a, a drag on us right now. So so that that meeting was what two almost two weeks ago. Yeah, now? almost two weeks ago. Yeah. So since then, what's what's been happening behind the scenes? Uh, so behind the scenes, uh, staff level meetings uh, with uh, with the chief economist who's been tasked with with the kind of the data side of this, of collecting information. They've asked us to hook them up with uh, with other members of the supply chain. We've been very close to the loggers and the, and the wholesalers and distributors. So we're going to provide, you know, not only our information about housing, but also uh, as a conduit to other parts of the supply chain to get commerce up to speed about the different facets of the supply chain. And then the other side of that is is the staff and commerce are going to start putting together the summit, and that's probably the most important thing. Getting all the players in the room to really talk about um, the 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 nuances of everybody stop along the chain. I, I, we don't pretend to know all the answers or, or or know what what's going on with everybody, whether it's hiring practices, whether it's having to shut down mills because of maintenance. Let's get this all out in the open. I think it helps us understand what the challenges are, um, but then also helps the government to find out where they can actually intercede and play a role in getting more production up. Because that's what everybody wants. Okay, so not, not to get too negative on this, yeah. but what what could be the pitfalls between now and making that summit happen? Well, uh, let's, let's see. I, I guess I guess miraculously uh, we get all the lumber we need overnight and we decide that everything's okay. Uh, but, 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 that, but the lumber no, guys but, haven't seemed to, to want to no, talk to us. So no. are they going to want to talk more with the Biden administration than with us or well, just I, the political pressure? Yeah, I think it's political pressure. Anytime you have the, they have the, the president of the United States calling you to, 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 to come together, uh, the answer is always yes, in my mind. <laughs> right. uh, so... Uh, I, I think I and, and if and, and I think they 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 
they ignore it at, at their own peril, right? I mean, I think it shines more of a spotlight on them. I think they would want to come in and tell their story, what what they're dealing with, uh, and and just like we do too. So, I, I think I think the enemy right now is time, and that's what our job is: is to keep the urgency high in the administration. Um, the, the the housing starts numbers, you know, every month we're ticking through. Our HMI is a critical component. We always pass that along to the administration. Um, production numbers uh, for the first quarter of the year from lumber that's going to drive the conversation. The issue isn't going away. Uh, we've got their attention. It's our it's our goal to make them use it. So we, we, we've got Rob Deeds coming in in a couple of yeah. weeks to talk about, you know, the second half of, of 2021. But I, I want to ask you a little bit, you know, in terms of what are you hearing from members who, I mean, because we're, we're out there, you know, screaming and yelling how important this is, but production is still high and our members are still positive. How do you balance those two things out? Well, I think at some point, the American consumer is going to hit the pause button, right? That's what we're waiting for. If if, if the consumers are willing, because interest rates are low, that certainly helps. Um, if they're willing to keep buying homes and stay, and our members will stay optimistic and they'll keep building them. But we are hearing stories from across the country of builders that are pulling back on workforce development. You know, you know, first-time homebuyer developments because lumber prices have increased the cost per unit of forty or fifty thousand dollars, and that segment that they were selling to can no longer afford that house. We're starting to hear about appraisals. That's a real killer right now. Well, you know that 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 banks are asking customers to get a second lien on on a mortgage before right out of the box in order to cover uh, the, the the vig, so to speak, on uh, on on lumber. So there's a lot of things that I still have th- that may yet shake out that could slow the slow things down. And that's what we have to be careful of. I, I think we're, we're getting close to the inflection point here uh, on the second half of the year as we creep into the second half of the year. And I know Rob is looking at crunching the numbers daily on what what the future holds. Right. So, okay, so let's talk about the second half of the year. I mean, uh, the, the last few days have been kind of interesting. Uh, well, what's going up on the Hill? Yeah. Um, Senator Manchin. Um, Senator Manchin. Publicly, yeah. you know, threw out an op-ed out there and right. said, basically, no, I'm not playing ball with the Democrats. Yeah. Uh, yeah, boy, uh, boy, he is... Uh, <laughs> He's in the hot seat uh, every day, right? He's the, people say he's the most important person next to Joe Biden in Washington D.C. He'd probably beg to differ. There's, there's other, uh, you know, more conservative members of the Senate, or additionally conservative members of the Senate who maybe aren't as public as Joe Manchin. Uh, but yeah, he came out over the weekend and said two things. Uh, actually, he reiterated two things. We, we should, we should right. be clear about that. One, he's not going to support. Uh, the, the voting rights bill that the Democrats are, are, are putting for HR one uh, is uh, its number that they're not going to. It's too expansive in his mind, um, and it's it's written from a, in his mind a, a, a Democratic partisan slant, and he wants to see that modified to bring Republicans on board, um, all but killing uh, the chances of it happening in a divided Senate because he reiterated once again that he will not vote to overturn the filibuster and, you know, and overturn the requirement that legislative items need 60 votes to, 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 to move down the, the, and to move through the Senate process, uh, kind of dashing hopes of not only moving the voting rights bill, but many other items such as the infrastructure package. If his colleague Shelley Moore Capital can't strike a deal with the Biden administration uh, and that that's starting to finally come to its inevitable and unfortunate uh, conclusion of probably not a deal. Um, and, and if Senator Manchin 
holds the Democrats' feet to the fire about moving pieces of infrastructure through the reconciliation process, which averts the filibuster and and can and 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 can be passed by majority votes with Kamala Harris casting the the, the tying vote if they can get all the Democrats. Uh, he may not even go that far, uh, and he may narrow that package because he's a key swing there as well. So. Um, a lot of hand wringing here in the Beltway about what this means for the agenda for us. I think, uh, you know, is much again uh, more moderate legislation that has bipartisan support, especially for housing, is in more endurable. Uh, uh, sorry, more enduring. More enduring. And uh, <laughs> and it's also adorable. <laughs> and um, and I, I think that's that's better for everybody. Okay, but you used the phrase that my ears. You said more bipartisan, you know, legislation getting passed. Is bipartisanship even in play here? I mean, it just seems like everyone is locked in. McConnell's locked in his Republicans. That's fine. You know, Schumer, who I barely hear about, you know, really these days, yeah. but he's he's got he has his Democrats kind of in a row. But I mean, what what's bipartisan? here and, and how's that going to move forward yeah you don't you don't hear chuck schumer because the, the big guy sitting at 1600 right he's the leader of the party right now where schumer and pelosi didn't divided power over the last the last four years uh as the democratic voices in congress uh, I, I, there's actually a bill on the floor this week dealing with competitiveness against china and, and bolstering some some u.s r d uh pr- pr- products um, that's bipartisan that's going to pass uh, after a robust amendment process in the Senate, that's going to move, right? That, so that, that's a good thing. Um, it's going to be small ball stuff. There's never there, you know, infrastructure. I think there's a path forward on infrastructure. It doesn't look like Joe Biden's $4 trillion plan. That's the difference. Um, there's going to be a surface transportation bill this year. It will pass with bipartisan support. Um, what's not going to come along with it is huge tax increases or are undoing the Trump tax cuts. The Republicans, it's only three years old, right? The Republicans sold themselves on this. And by the way, um, that's not a big surprise. If you remember when we did Dodd Frank in the wake of the uh, the the housing crash and in the the, the the Great Recession, there were flaws in that legislation that the Democrats passed. They refused for years to fix it because then it looked like they got it wrong the first time. Republicans are in the same boat. It's everybody has to understand that people need to retreat to their corners, wait for the tax the, the Trump tax credits or tax cuts. Uh, to to end in 2025, that'll create the momentum for some longer deal. So so let me put you on the spot here. Looking at your crystal ball, what does the next six months look like, and what are some of the things that our members should be looking at in terms of what gets passed, both up on the Hill and what does the Biden administration put in front of them? Yeah, I think first and foremost, we got to fund the government past September 30th. Always critical for us. Uh, that will happen. It won't be you know the big appropriations bills. It'll be you know CRs until they get to the end of the year. So that's number one. Uh, number two, flood insurance is a really big issue for us. Uh, that expires at the end at the end of September. Again, I expect no real robust flood insurance bill, but an extension of current law. That's important for our members. And then I would watch infrastructure. I still think that has the potential uh, to, uh, to, to, to do something for our members. Anytime we're pumping money into infrastructure and roads and bridges and rail, uh, especially with supply chain issues we hear about from the lumber and, and trucking and training. Um, so for, for us, I do think there's going to be a, a modest infrastructure package. Um, and then, and then, of course, if if they can get Mansion and 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 Senator Senator Cinema uh, and a couple others in line, you could see a modest 
um, a modest package that may have carry some tax implications. But I think Senator Manchin's notes today, as we were, as we talked earlier, I think that kind of really dampens big, big, big plans. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about here? No, I think that's. Uh, I look forward to seeing Rob next time, and uh, and and you know, uh, Jerry, I think has some competition for him. So, if, uh, <laughs> right. you know, <laughs> uh, I don't think his job's in jeopardy. Anytime no, I don't, think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. But this has been fun. I've I've actually enjoyed this. Yeah. So. Well, thanks. Good having you here. I appreciate it. All right. Well, I am definitely not Jerry Howard. That's right. And I'm Jim Tobin. And thanks for listening to Housing Developments. And we'll we'll talk to you next time. Take care. Mm-hmm.